My name is Stephen Bushong. I'm an editor at Solar Power World magazine, and this is Solar Speaks. Thank you for listening. On the line is Nicholas Fiducia, who is a general manager at HB White Canada Corp. He has joined us today to talk a bit about solar in Canada, a subject in which his company has a keen interest. Thank you for joining us today, Nick. Thanks for having me, Steve. Absolutely. So let's uh, begin by setting the stage. When I think of Canada, I think a lot of snow and moose, not necessarily solar panels, and I gather that might be a flawed impression. So maybe you could just tell us why Canada is a good place for solar. Well, I, I guess the best way to, to overcome that the impression that you have is the fact that the solar works in Canada because solar is so close to reaching market parity and the local community cares about the quality of their environment uh, to a greater extent than in other parts of the world and certainly in North America. Um, I, I think that for that reason, uh, solar is a very good fit for Canada. Canada is rich in hydropower and other thermal technology, but I, I think most people have already come to the conclusion that in order to reduce the long-term cost of importing fuel for power, solar needs to be one of the options. Could you maybe tell us just a little bit more about the difference between Canada and other places in North America? Canada has a much larger land mass than, per se, the U.S. If the population is much less, but land mass is greater. So you have a lot more spread out area, um, and that's one of the reasons why solar works well there, because it's easier to get power in the location where you need it most. Um, there, are, there are a lot of cities that are experiencing huge growth in Canada um, on a percentage basis, maybe not as many people as in uh, the U.S., for example, but on a percentage basis, the growth is uh, proportionally much more. So solar is a way to get power to the areas that need it quicker. This makes good sense. You know, uh, Toronto, Ontario is one of my favorite cities. It's diverse, progressive, beautiful, occasionally cold, I must say. Um, but I could see how the city uh, and its province would be open to solar development. Maybe you could tell me just how welcoming Ontario is to solar. Um, for instance, has it created a welcoming legislative atmosphere? We've seen that the solar industry has legislature and grassroots support in Ontario and certainly the, the area surrounding Toronto. You know, like I said before, Canada has a tremendous landmass and protecting the environment is very important to the citizens and legislature. You know, it is, uh, um, it is a system that is in flux and certain things are being tried and solar is one of them. So I can't really tell you how it's going to end, but it looks very positive. Great. There's been talk about Ontario surpassing California and solar capacity. Well, that, of course, is debatable. It's been said the province will reach uh, about 2,600 megawatts of PV by 2015, which is about where California is today. Well, what, what would you have to say about that? Well, we believe that's a, a realistic projection. Um, I mean, I, based on the continued support from developers and the community, we believe that um, that could happen by 2015 or even sooner. So contributing to all of those megawatts will be a number of projects from White and your parent company, IEA Infrastructure, 
and energy alternatives. Can you maybe just tell us about one or two of those solar projects? Well, we, we are looking to complete and plan to complete uh, over 100 megawatts of solar this year and um, at least 100 megawatts or more next year. We've even got some projects that go into 2015. Currently, we just completed Shanneringham and Woodville, which are two 10-megawatt projects for Invenergy that were just completed in Ontario. We have three 10-megawatt projects with Sun Edison, uh, Alford, and Unity, which will be complete by the end of the year, and Welland project that also will will be completed next year by mid-year. We also have a project for Algonquin Power, 10 megawatt, that will be completed uh, right after the first of the year. Uh, and we have one four, four projects currently with Canadian Solar. One of them is an 8.5 megawatt, which is um, the last of the reset projects. It's not a project. The other three are 10 megawatt projects, and those all start this year, but will finish next year. So what you're saying is that there is plenty to do. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And, and we still have um, uh, five projects, five 10 megawatt projects um, with uh, Northern Power. Um, Birch Fall is a 10 megawatt project that's um, going to complete um, early next year. And uh, then there's four projects uh, up in the Cochran area. They're all 10 megawatt projects. Um, those projects will, are the ones that extend it to 2015. How do you develop such a long list of projects? Well, I, I think that we've been very successful by providing a transportable design of a, of a quality product at pricing that meets the financial needs and price certainty of our clients. So what I mean by that is, uh, um, you know, other than the, the foundations and the particular interconnect requirements, the, the design is able to be moved because once you get the foundations designed and installed and, and the interconnect known, the rest of them are, are the rest of the components are very simple. So we develop a, a design that every time you build it, it gets less expensive. We've been able to design a number of quality items in there that also, without creating a situation where the pricing followed in a parallel pattern, pricing is actually coming down. That's the big thing that our clients need is price chart. We've developed a good relationship with our clients that shows them that we can do that. Makes good sense. You know, uh, Canada is known for some far-flung locales, um, and you touched on this just a bit earlier. Um, but what else does the geography of Canada have to do with the adoption of solar? Um, curve is going towards DG and Canada, and I see that becoming the next wave. And by DG, you know, I mean direct generation. So in those areas that are remote, um, instead of looking to uh, find a utility-grade site that can have access to the grid to more or less look at direct generation in the area that it's needed without having to, to look for access to the to the grid. Okay. Many of our listeners are in the United States, where sister company White Construction, also a subsidiary of IEA, constructs solar projects as well as wind farms. So how is conducting solar business in Canada different from doing it in the U.S.? Well, the, from, a, from a design standpoint, the work in Canada is mainly designed around 600 volt system and the U.S. has 
for the last couple of years has been working with a, a thousand volt system because it's more economical. Hmm. Um, but a thousand volt systems are now gaining acceptance in Canada, and that's one of the drivers for change. But the the biggest difference from a from a construction standpoint is this, the CSA requirements, which is like the Canadian counterpart of UL requirements. Um, still are catching up to um, the nuances and differences of solar other over other forms of power construction. Makes sense. Um, CANSIA, the Canada Solar Energy Association, has an optimistic view of the future for solar. Members say that by 2025, solar will have reached market competitiveness without incentives. Is your view of Canada's solar future equally bright? Yes, uh, we're very bullish on the future of solar in all of North America, but especially Canada. Uh, in, the, in the solar business, if you're not changing, you're left behind. Good news for you, huh? <laughs> um, Nicholas, is there anything else that we should know? No, no. I think you had some excellent spot-on questions. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking some time out and uh, talking to us today. Okay, thank you, sir. My name is Stephen Bushong. I'm an editor at Solar Power World magazine, and this is Solar Speaks. Thank you for listening.